This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, Episode 182. Listener feedback and thoughts on Rogue One. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. (laughs) To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Strangers and Aliens, the podcast that takes a little bit of uh, faith and a little bit of fantasy and mixes it up liberally and sometimes conservatively and hands it to you, the uh, esteemed listener. And you are esteemed in this episode particularly because we are doing uh, the feedback episode, which is one of our continued uh, mini-series within the series, I guess. And joining me today, we have the, the full crew, the full uh, 2016 crew. We have Ben Avery, Alrighty. the mastermind behind the whole thing, and we have uh, the new guy, the 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 young cadet, the 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 green recruit new cadet. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> we have Evan David. That would be me. The, the rogue one. We'll call you the rogue. The rogue one. one. Interesting choice wow, like of words. Name. Yeah, so yeah, this episode will be about feed up feedback and we'll be talking a little bit about Rogue One. So yeah, sounds good. With the teaser wow, trailer. Podcast just came about out. me. Yeah. So where do you want to start, guys? You want to start with feedback or you want to start with the Rogue One stuff? Let's feed the back first. Alright, let's feed the back. I don't like the sound of that. It's <laughs> just a yeah. it's back feed up. <laughs> All right, Ben, you play that feedback sounder. Uh, uh, what's uh, the, I don't I don't have a sounder ready to go. We actually Good had sound. that one feedback sounder. Do you remember that? Yeah. What was that? Oh, I, I, I bet I could load it up here. And me and Jace would always sing to it or something. Yeah. Yeah. What would it say? It would say, uh, mailbag. I remember that. Let me see if mailbag, I mailbag. That's what it was. No, that's backpack, backpack. That's a different thing. <laughs> there it is. Hey, we've got a we've we've got a sounder. All right. All Sound right. It off. Here it goes. Mailbag. I don't remember that. <laughs> that was that was better than my. That's Jace. Sounder. That was Jace. That's Jace saying mailbag. It was when. I I pulled that from one of the times that you guys were making fun of me for <laughs> the other sounder. I can't remember. Well, anyway, because he would always yeah. mailbag, mailbag, yeah. and uh, and so I pulled that from from when you guys were doing that. And, All right, 
right. The the emeritus Jace yeah. is back with us once again. And then, you know what? Now I listen to a podcast that's from Stuff You Should Know. <laughs> it's, either, it's either Stuff You Should Know or Stuff to Blow Your Mind. And they go to their listener feedback and it uses that same <laughs> sound. It's the exact same sound that I got off of uh, GarageBand. They, rip, they ripped it up from us. Or or they used GarageBand. Yeah. No. Or, or a professional version. There's another version of GarageBand that you can get that's a professional. It's got a different name, but it's basically the same exact thing. And it comes GarageBand with those. GarageBand Pro. It's no. Like, uh, it's like all those iMovie jingles, man. Yep. Pop up all over the place. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. So that might be why we never used it. Maybe we maybe we didn't ever use it. No, I remember hearing it on some episodes. Okay. All right. Wow. At least one. All right, then. Well, All right, then. but see, Steve, you didn't listen to the episodes. You just lived them. And I back in to the, a lot of the episodes. Back in the day, you didn't hear the the sound effects live. It was all put in afterward in post. It could be, yeah. Because it, it's funny when I when I listen to some episodes. There are some episodes that I just I I'm not interested in listening to, even if I'm involved. It's like <laughs> I don't even want to hear me talk about this subject. But it's not it's not that the subject is bad. It's because I've already gone through it once. But there are some that I'll I'll gladly listen to again. And it's it's fun and it's it's sort of it's kind of interesting because I almost want to like add to, you know, do like a, a special edition or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and especially like the ones that that I'm not a part of, like your movie reviews and stuff like that. Even if it's a movie that I'm not particularly interested in, I like to listen to that just because, you know, well, it's your voice. So, of course, <laughs> you want to listen Is that too much. Is you that, want to listen that... to that, Steve, of course, because it's yes, my voice. And... Yes, and Ben. It's All that right. soothing tone that makes you <laughs> say, I trust this person. Let's get to the feedback. This How about person's that? thoughts are trustworthy yes. and followable. He knows, he knows the truth. He's the only the one. The truth who knows is out is there. And by out there, I mean in his mouth. I mean, in the direction that I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> you're a little out there. All, all right. right. Well, all anyway, right. We, our first email is from R.C. Brooks. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm also hoping I sent them in the right order. This says actually email one. Yeah, I know. Yes. I wrote that in, though. So, like, I'm hoping <laughs> that actually is the first. But um, these are some of these emails go way back, but not as far back as uh, December. No. Or it, is... no, no, it doesn't go past December when we're going, we're going back. So. Well, do we want to do it in, in order? I mean, I have one from... Um, episode one sixty eight, and then one from one sixty nine. Well, I'll just go ahead and read whatever email one is. Okay, and we'll, number we'll one. Because so I have vo- voicemails from from RC as well, but we'll get to that. So go okay, ahead. well, this is this is RC, and I don't know his voice, so I'm just going to read it as if I was RC, but I'm not going to try to do his voice because I don't know it. <clears throat> so little little caveat there. Anyway, comment spoiler. Well, maybe just don't want anyone getting upset. I wouldn't think. It'd be assumed, but I did leave a couple of voicemails, but full of spoilers. Good movie, probably fifth in my lineup, and this is about um, episode uh, 169, which was the Star Star Wars The Force Awakens road trip review. This was the review. So he says, uh, good movie, probably fifth in my lineup after the original trilogy in episode one. 
but it is incomplete and not standalone, as you noted, Ben. The next movie could either make this movie great or really poor. I am beginning to wonder if J.J. Abrams feels that repeating previous movie themes is the best way to treat existing IPs. I was disappointed in Trek Into Darkness that they went through the trouble to make a different timeline only to revisit a previous theme. I'm guessing it has more to do with studios wanting a guaranteed product of sorts. I hope episode 8 doesn't follow that model. I will also say that this movie, to me, felt more like a middle movie than a bookend. The only character even slightly introduced is Finn, and even that is rushed. I actually like the bait and switch, but I am wondering if Finn is really going to become a secondary character. As I say in my voicemails, Finn is either Force-sensitive as well, or J.J. is pushing on the fourth wall for the sake of a bait-and-switch. R.C. Maybe we should That's listen to those voicemails. <laughs> yeah, why don't we snap those in there? Yeah, because he, uh, well, this, let's see, this voicemail actually is about our Christmas episode. Oh. Shall we do that? Sure. Yeah, okay, we're just going to run all over the place. But... Yep, jump back and forth. The next email, is that also from him? Yeah, and it's short, so I'll read that. Okay, one. go ahead and do yeah. that, yeah. So this is from episode 168, the prequel trilogy family review. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it says, uh, I do think it's interesting that they do like the romance portions and Jar Jar. Those are my and girls. Like you... Go ahead. Those are my girls who like the romance portion. Right. Yeah. And, and Evan. And like you say, Ben, I wonder if Lucas may be proven to be the smarter as I've heard a lot of children and even young adults voice identical opinions, at least on Jar Jar. I do not like the romance portions of those movies. Do you like Jar Jar? <laughs> do I like Jar Jar? Oh, yeah. No. Did you like Jar Jar? I like, I like the I Jar Jar romance. Yeah. yeah. You did? I, I like the Jar Jar romance. I can't remember. Jar Jar I mean, romance. We liked, we liked Darth Maul, I remember, because he was cool and had a lightsaber and stabbed Qui-Gon. We were violent little nine-year-olds. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, cool, a double lightsaber. <laughs> now yeah. I can use two wiffle ball bats. <sighs> I had a Jar Jar mask that was given to me because I like Star Wars. And <laughs> of course. It stunk so bad, but I used to put it on anyway because my wife hated it. <laughs> and I would just, Misa hungry! Misa <laughs> want a snack! Use a go kitchen to get me a snack. <laughs> she was, was not not amused by that, yeah. but she actually knew the reference because she had gone and seen Phantom Menace with me. So Three she, times. yeah. And I also had a Jar Jar figurine that we put in our fish tank. <laughs> That's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, here's our first voicemail then. From I think this is from RC, okay. but. This is like all over the place about the Christmas episode. Hey guys, this is RC from Indiana. Uh, I was calling about your Christmas episode or Christmas episode episode. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I guess first off that, uh, Ben, I have to disagree with you on the Alf uh, Christmas special that you're referring to. Uh, the other plot that was in there besides the girl uh, was the old man, uh, Willie and his family had once uh, lived in a cabin that he had. I, if I remember the story correctly. It's been a little bit while since I've seen it. Uh, and, you know, it was dark, but I thought it was a good story. I enjoyed it. Not something I necessarily watch every Christmas, but uh, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas shows, of course, that were just one-shots that don't really fit into this. 
Uh, I will say I did enjoy, as a child, I haven't seen in many years, uh, the Smurf Christmas special, as well as um, uh, the Pac-Man Christmas show, uh, which mm-hmm. I only saw a couple of times as a child, and I've not seen it since. Uh, outside of that, and I'm glad you mentioned Amazing Stories. I assume you're talking about the one with the uh, bomber crew uh, and the artist uh, that saves the day. But uh, anyhow, um, I really like that one. The one I wanted to talk about, though, was Saturday Night Live, where they conclude uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, I didn't even know about it until a couple of years ago. Uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, I guess that's it. I'm probably running out of time here. So, Anyhow, I hope you guys have a great Christmas. Uh, we'll talk to you here soon. Take care. Bye. Well, thanks, RC. We did have a great Christmas three months yeah. ago. Yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> we need to do these more often. It's just we, we don't get a lot of actual voicemails. So, If you guys would just give more to us, we would give you more. Yeah, I don't want to go that route. but <laughs> no, um, we would. Yeah, we would. It's true. Oh, the Saturday Night Live. That's really funny. Where where they finish its wonderful life? Oh yeah! Oh, that is a hilarious sketch. You've yeah. seen its wonderful life, right? Yes. Okay. So otherwise, you've seen re- Saturday Night Live. Do you know what that is? <laughs> otherwise, the reference. I, I would be do lost know on you, but... of it. I don't really watch it regularly. I don't either. Okay. Not anymore. Do you know, it's on TV. Do you know that? Do you know what TV? I do, but we don't have any sort of cable or antenna. We are just stuck with the Apple TV, which is not bad. So oh, we just wow. watch shows. We sh- we watch shows the day after. Yeah, the that's why you were able to watch Agents of Shield and not get interrupted by the presidential. Um, yes, correct. <laughs> uh, pre- presidential race uh, details in in uh, Wisconsin. I think it was. <laughs> Wisconsin. Uh, it was. It was, it was. It was a big I, deal. Ted Cruz uh, apparently took more delegates than than Trump or whatever in in Wisconsin. So they interrupted right in the middle of a scene. <laughs> Uh, of Agents of Shield, and An I'm intense scene. Yeah, and I'm watching. I'm just like, what do I do? I'm I'm recording about this, and then <laughs> and then it starts up again, and it it just seems like this actually, this might be the same scene. I don't know. Did this? Did they just cut in and then they just started it right where they left off? Or yeah, someone posted on Facebook that they actually did start right where they left off. It sure did seem like it, but. Just the the one thing would be if they cut away from that scene, they only cut away for two minutes and then came right back to it, so it wouldn't make it much sense. So, yeah, I think we have another voicemail from RC, but this one's about the the Force Awakens. So, we'll play that. What's the third email that we have there? That that third email. It's about Bigfoot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll do that in a moment then. It's let's, a suggestion. Let's listen to this. Hey guys, this is RC from Indiana. Uh, calling in about Force Awakens. Wanted to leave a couple comments. Uh, to try to get them all in here. Uh, first thing, in regard uh, to Evan, about 10 of 4, uh, that's not a coincidence. They were actually trying to find Obi-Wan. They knew where he was. And obviously Obi-Wan was there because Luke was there. So that whole occurrence wasn't coincidence. That was actually intentional. The Imperials just caught up with them at Tatooine. Uh, second, uh, regarding Finn, yeah, my friends and I, we went with a large group. Uh, we all kind of felt that Finn's probably Force-sensitive, uh, considering, and this kind of goes into the second point, about how are the, all these Force abilities suddenly so, uh, you know, they come on so quickly. I mean, she's able to do a Force grab and do a, do a mind trick without any training. Apparently, Luke was really doing something wrong. I'm not sure. 
Um, and there's a lot of comments to be made about that, but uh, I mean, even even White say the whole thing is the blade is weightless, so it takes training and the force to be able to properly use them, particularly in combat, which both of them do. Uh, and don't forget that he also fought, then first fought, uh, Tyler Wren, a force user, Jedi, well, Sith. So, and he didn't, you know, he kept his own for a while. So, anyhow, uh, and then Snoke, uh, worst name ever. We voted on this after the movie. Worst name ever for Helen. Uh, Abrams, you know, kind of regarding the whole, just great, using the same plot over, it's like Trek in the Darkness, you know, rather than new characters and whatnot, kind of just played the same tune again. That's okay. I enjoyed it. I gave about, you know, probably, I'd give seven and a half out of, uh, ten stars. Depending upon what the next movie is like, because this is not a complete movie. It's really part of the next movie. Um, Phasma, what the heck happened to Captain Phasma? I mean, it's a cool-looking character, and they're like, hey, turn the shields off. Okay, I'll turn the shields off. So, you know, I was a little underwhelmed by that. And regarding the family ties and, uh, Leia, you know, don't forget about Leia. You know, yes, it's Han's son, but it's also Leia's son. She's still out there. Uh, I'm a little uh, curious about Luke, but I'm trying not to get cut off. But uh, that's kind of it short in a short matter. Hopefully it covers everything. Anyhow, hope you guys are well. Uh, Merry Christmas and God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Merry Christmas. And RC, we did have a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Right back at you. Okay, well, this uh, apparently my left hand doesn't know what my right hand is doing because the email, (laughs) we could have just skipped his his email or his message to us because this this had it all in there too. But, you know, that is something, though, that that kind of does bother me on on reflection with uh, Finn and Ray, both either are really super duper good or Kylo Ren is really not great. No. Okay, I I have a defense for ah, uh, he was wounded. Finn. I know he was no 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 no. Kylo no, no. was shot by a no. bowcaster that sends people flying thirty feet in the air. I understand. I understand. But, no, but. Finn is trained in hand to hand combat with weapons. If he's given the same stormtrooper training as that other guy who has the crazy electric baton mace thing, so they're they're tr- they're obviously trained in hand to hand combat now with these sort of weapons. And so he's able to hold his own with the lightsaber versus the stormtrooper guy with the electric baton thing. He actually did not last long at all against uh, Kylo Ren. He lasted about 45 seconds before he was sliced across the back and almost mortally wounded. And that was with Kylo Ren, like you already said, wounded. So that's my defense for Finn. I can see where he is able to do. I mean, I don't think he's force sensitive. I just think he's trained with lots of different weapons. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, in fact, I think there was something in a uh, one of the novelizations or prequel novels that actually he was he he had been trained in in a lot of stuff like that. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Now for Ray, I, I don't know. Well, she's clearly there's force there, but of course, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you want to know what I'm most upset about today? What? Uh, I bought. Force Awakens and forgot I got excited about watching it tomorrow with my kids and mm-hmm. forgot that two of my kids are actually not going to be there uh, actually three of them one of them is going to a uh, kid conference in Chicago and the other two are going to watch Star Wars The Force Awakens with a youth group and <laughs> so I'm going to be home with my two youngest and uh, yeah I won't be watching 
So. Oh, that's a thing. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. What was the thing he was saying about uh, Obi-Wan at the beginning? Oh, did, he you... say, did he say me? Yeah, I think he was talking about the coincidence of uh, the Tanta 4 ship Tantive. being Tantive. T- uh, being at Tatooine. Uh, so did Darth I say Vader, something about that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, RC, if you could remind us, send yeah. us another uh, email. It sounds like something crazy you would say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, well, it, I don't it remember. Is, it is a, a complete and utter coincidence. I mean, it's what unless is? she has some arcane knowledge of, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just an odd thing. It, her father sent her, her father sent her to give a message to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And so it would make sense that her father would know where Obi-Wan Kenobi would be. Yes. Because uh, even based on what we saw on the screen in episode three, where Obi-Wan Kenobi and and, uh, Bail Organa are actually working together to get the twins into safe places, quote unquote safe. Um, So, yeah, I, I accept that. I actually was okay with it being a coincidence, but... Then you start thinking about it being, uh, yeah, he, she's actually going there specifically to get a message to him. Yeah, it I doesn't go well though. I don't her, know the but... um, the the Star Wars radio uh, drama, mm-hmm. which in, it involves at least some of the you know the 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 actual actors and things, um, and it was semi fantastic stuff. It was really good. It's semi canonical because it it deals with a lot of stuff around the same canon. Um, it has an entire chapter, a whole half an hour of what went on before the Tanta yeah. V4 got to Tatooine. So, nice. So uh, if, if you're interested really in something good. that it, at least used to be canon or co- as close to canon as you really can get, um, check it out. And it included deleted scenes that we would have yeah. potentially seen on the screen, but they didn't even put in for the special editions because – I guess they were that bad, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but, um, I guess they weren't that special. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it includes scenes with uh, Luke and his friends. Yeah, um, in the in the comic book, in the Marvel comic book, you'll see those scenes, and you'll hear and, them dramatized in the drama. And then uh, Luke and Biggs, as he, they're talking about the Empire and, and things yeah. like that, and um, but they, I believe, I believe that the adaptation of the first movie. Is it six chapters or is it nine? No, it's thirteen. Is it thirteen? Yeah. Because by the, so it's, okay, it's yeah, like it's Return of the hours. Jedi. By the time you get to Return of the Jedi, it's it's down to six. three hours. Yeah. It's it's six half hour segments. Yeah. But um, still, you're getting a little extra. Yeah. When when you're listening yeah. to them, we uh, should do a we should do a a three part thing and have Evan listen to them. Yeah, I have them. Yeah, we should do it. I have. I just have so much to watch and listen to. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this is something you can listen to on the way to work, or you so know, much to learn. <laughs> but the, it's it's good stuff. And uh, the funniest thing for me is in the Empire Strikes Back, and maybe Return of the Jedi. I can't remember. But um, the person who plays Yoda is not Frank Oz. It's yeah. John Lithgow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, one of my one of the funniest parts of uh, the, the Return of the Jedi is um, when Han tells Lando he can use the ship, but he says, not a scratch, remember, not a scratch. And then when Lando comes back, Han questions him. He's like, she's okay, right? And he's like, he, Lando says, yeah, not a scratch. All the scratch parts got knocked off. 
It was just hilarious. All right, so here's another email, I, 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 or voicemail, I should say. I think this is also from RC, but I, I can't remember now. Hey, guys, RC from Indiana again. I yep. uh, just wanted to jump back in. You are mentioning about uh, whether Finn is force-sensitive. Uh, the one thing that we thought cumulatively was also telltale, other than him being able to use a lightsaber, was the fact that uh, Kylo Ren recognized him, stopped while he's in the Stormtrooper. Not only does he recognize him, and remembers his name, or he knew what his name was, but then also mentions to Snoke that there's been an awakening, and that's prior to uh, Ray, uh, I think that the uh, the girl remembering or uh, touching the lightsaber. So they had an awakening previous to that, and I don't know what was going on. I don't know if there, if that's actually part of the storyline, but if they didn't do that, it was an intentional plot to try to do a switch and, or a bait and switch. So uh, I'm not sure about, you know, whether they will, but I don't know. If he's not, I would be really surprised. So, uh, but anyhow, I wanted to throw that in there too. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, that's it. We'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. Um, the, the whole, <laughs> the, the whole Kylo remembering his name, knowing his name, that's just good leadership. <laughs> I mean, that's just being a good manager. Uh, you got to know your name. You, you got to know the people who work for you and work under you. You've got to know their names. You've got to remember that they are people first. Or in the case of uh, the the stormtroopers, anyway, they are um, grown from birth as 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 people like things. Yeah. They're, they're, they're similar to people, right? People-ish. Yeah, people-ish. <laughs> So well, the stormtroopers in the first order aren't grown; they're stolen as babies and raised and grown. Yeah, they 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 grow them from babies. Well, they oh, raise I thought you're I thought you're talking about clones. No, no, I'm not talking about clones. Okay. I mean, they don't take babies and grow them; they take babies and raise them, right? Yeah, there you go. Well, do the yeah. babies not grow then? Do they just stay as young? The babies child? grow, but yeah. they're not they're not artificially grown. Are by... they feeding them? And caring that's to their not needs. Artificial. So they're, that's I, not artificial. I never said they were artificially grown. I just said they were I grown. Well, <laughs> now I'm about to groan. Grown, uh. If you say they, they're grown, then it makes it, it seem as though they're artificially grown. If yeah, you say they're raised, I, I think you're just kind of putting words into my mouth and, no, and defining them the arbitrarily. It's your own word. Ah. <sighs> You said the word. You are worse than my children. <laughs> Dad, that's not exactly what you said. You are now doing something that is not exactly what you said. And if you don't do exactly what you said, then you are a liar. It's not what oh I'm saying. No. It's not what I oh, said. Oh, I can't wait to be a father. I am allowed to say words and be slightly off with the definition every once in a while, especially in cases where it's not life or death. Yes, but when you're easily corrected, you you have the modesty and, and the temerity, right, to to say, okay, yes, that was that was a mistake. I just chose the wrong word there. No big deal. No, no, because I didn't choose the wrong word. Next <laughs> voicemail. This is Nathan McGill, uh, friend of the podcast, but mostly a stranger, and just got through listening to the podcast on the um, Batman v Superman road trip. And thanks for being on the ball and putting that out. You know, I've been looking for thoughts and comments, and besides some 
pretty foul, uh, critical reviews out there. Uh, there, there's not been a whole lot of podcasts that I expected to, uh, jump right on the ball. You guys were really one of the only ones that were on the money. So appreciate it. Um, thoughts. Well, I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. I thought that if this is going to be the future for DC and the Zack Snyder verse, then I'm all for it. I think that I really liked this Batman. I got to see Batman move and didn't feel as stiff-necked as the old latex suits. Um, you know, you get to see him double, uh, um, get, you know, grapple hook gun, um, slinging from buildings, running away from uh, Doomsday or uh, and just you know, gosh, the battle rescuing uh, Martha was definitely the Batman I like to see. You know, in previous movies where I'm like, ah, oh, Batman wouldn't do that. He would have flung a batarang and knocked the dude down. You know, like, you got to see him slinging batarangs and, and using his grapple gun and just, like, doing all kinds of cool stuff. Just, you know, fist fighting, pounding dudes in the face. And uh, that's the kind of Batman that I like to see. Uh, just, uh, I thought Ben Affleck did a great job just being serious in tone. A uh, couple jokes here and there, which I didn't really expect and wasn't really uh, in tone, but it was kind of funny when they were asking, you know, who Wonder Woman was with. Um, so, you know, I, I don't I don't know how it felt. It seemed a little bit out of place, but, you know, it was still pretty cool. Um had a little bit of a feeling of a uh, a Superman three, which was really a Richard Pryor movie, and this kind of felt more like a, a Batman movie. But of course, his name is first. But it, as a sequel to Man of Steel, felt Superman was kind of like just uh, another one of the characters in this ensemble piece. Uh, but I was totally surprised uh, that you know it had Superman seventy five all over it with the death of Superman. And I, I really didn't see that coming. And that's where the message cut off at the three-minute mark. So sorry <laughs> about that. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's nice to see people who are liking it because I'm still seeing a lot, a lot of hate yeah. for this movie. And it's interesting because the hate for this movie uh, is still pretty raw. Uh, it's still a pretty raw emotion. I guess for for some of the, the viewers who really really didn't like it, yeah. and who are enjoying jumping on it as they are seeing the the box office for the second weekend. You know, it, ugh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Off, but what are you going to do? I mean, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. Why are you spending so much time on the hate? Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's not. This is not the only occasion where where that would happen, and, and it does happen. But yeah, yeah, it's it's very interesting, and it, I wonder if some people are spending so much time on the hate because they feel like they need to, I don't know, defend Superman, rescue know, him from. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's absolutely terrible because I've met several people who said they're not they're not going to go see it just because they've heard 
all the negative stuff and you're they're just causing people to not go not go see it to not even give them a chance to like it yeah and that's a that's a crime i mean if you're a comic book fan that's a crime against a comic book movie that should be doing better than it well, is. But if you hated it and you really, really hated it, then maybe it is your mission to make sure people know how bad. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I find it interesting that the hate abides and <laughs> it's it's still there. So, hey, let's read that last email that you guys have. We have two more. Well, let's just read the the email three then, because email oh, yeah, four we might be right. saving for a, a, a next another episode. Gotcha. Uh, I can read it. Go ahead. All right. Uh, it's uh, this is from Martin. It says, uh, "Hey guys, love the podcast. I'm a relatively new listener. I don't know if you've discussed Bigfoot, uh, aka Sasquatch, Yeti, etc., but I'd like to know where you guys think he ranks as a sci-fi fantasy character." Chewbacca is probably everyone's favorite, but when I was five, I loved watching episodes of Bigfoot and Wild Boy. That Bigfoot was an awesome superhero in a bionic, in a bionic man sort of way. <laughs> Finally, speaking of Bigfoot, have, you, have any of you read Monster by Christian fiction author Frank Peretti? If so, what are your thoughts? Thanks, and keep up the good work. Uh, have you guys read Monster? I have not. I... I'm not sure if I did. It was like 20 years ago. I mean, it's it's an older uh, novel. Not to say that it's it's bad or it suffers or anything. I just don't remember it. Um, that, I do remember. Uh, wow, what was the one? The last one I read of Frank Peretti was The Oath. The Oath, which was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but I'm trying to remember if I if I read Monster. I'm not sure if I did. I didn't. I I wanted to, and then never got around to it, and forgot about it until this email. Really. Um, that, that was a I was a Peretti fan, you know, back in the probably the late '80s when his first ones came out. Um, oh, the this Present Darkness, darkness yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I liked those two books, This Present Darkness and, and Piercing the Darkness, so much that I read Tilly too. <laughs> yeah, um, which was a pro-life dream metaphor. Yeah, we should do an episode on Peretti. I think. Actually, I I almost feel like I need to read more now. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it would be nice to to get back and to read some of his stuff and to you know dig back into it. I think it would be worthwhile because he he's definitely someone that that covers mm-hmm. both both ends of the spectrum that we cover, and um, you know, it's it, I think it's a natural fit along with uh, examining uh, Bigfoot and Sasquatch and that whole thing. That that would be an interesting episode as well. I want to get back to the Bigfoot stuff, but speaking of you know, talking about Peretti, uh, because of him, uh, I started buying any book that was published by Crossway, <laughs> okay. uh, which included Stephen Lawhead. Yeah. And his uh, Dragon King trilogy. Yeah. And, and then his, uh, uh, the Celtic, the Celtic trilogy. The, uh, the Pendragon trilogy. Pendragon, which, and then which turned into some... a pentology. I think there were six <laughs> books in that series. Um, but then there was a Viking book that Crossway published. And then I think Roger Elwood had a couple books that were published through Crossway. I mean, basically Peretti was hitting me at just that perfect time where I needed, uh, you know, books. I just, I just couldn't stop reading books. Yeah. And so 
the Peretti stuff was, oh, this is great, this is great, give me more, give me more. And, yeah, it was, uh, through him, I ended up reading a lot of the Christian sci-fi and fantasy uh, that Crossway Books was putting out at the time. Yeah, some good stuff, too. There was. There was some not good stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Michael Youssef had a couple books, too, that was through Crossway. It was It was pre-Left Behind End Times Fiction. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then there was Heart of Stone, which was basically an Indiana Jones, modern-day Indiana Jones type of adventure thing that was written by a guy who lived in Israel, and so he had to write under a pseudonym because he didn't want anyone to know who he was because he didn't want to be targeted by anyone because he was writing about uh, the Gaza Strip and, and those kind of things. But, oh, okay. Yeah, that would have been 92, 93 in that, in that area of time. So... Maybe we should just do an episode about Crossway. <laughs> <laughs> we could at this point. <laughs> well, we kind of just did at this point. So, well, back to Bigfoot. Yeah. So Bigfoot—that's so funny though, because you and I have had a little bit of a conversation, Steve, about that's incredible. Yeah. Because of uh, some comic books I've been reading that have some big Bigfoot connections, and um, I didn't know about Sid and Marty Croft's uh, Wild Boy, and what was it called again? Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Bigfoot and Wild Boy. I never saw that, but I was I found it because of the comic book stuff I was reading from 1979, I guess. And I wish I'd seen it as a four year old or as a five year old. Mm -hmm. I watched the beginning credits to that show. It is perfect. (laughs) It is basically they take Bigfoot from Six Million Dollar Man, make him look a little friendlier, Mm -hmm. and give him a sidekick, and now he's a traveling helper who is you know helping people every episode yeah oh it just looked perfect uh perfect yeah. 70s uh, adventure show so yeah if you liked uh, the six million dollar man the bigfoot episodes and you like the incredible hulk the you know wandering and and and, and helping mm-hmm. that type of a thing yeah it would fit right in so did you see that show ever uh, it, I'm vaguely reminded it was part of the the block of shows that I probably would have been watching, um, you know, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, I would I would probably have watched it. I I don't remember it at all though. There's a lot of stuff that I've I mean I've, I've forgotten more than most people have, have watched. So. <laughs> See, my problem at that point in time was I didn't uh, I was living in Canada. And so I wasn't watching ABC, NBC, and CBS unless I was visiting my grandparents. And so anything that I got from the States was stuff that the CBC and CTV were playing. And so I was able to watch Smurfs and some of those things, but I didn't get everything. Um, And that one, somehow I just never came across that one when I was visiting my grandparents in the summer or something. So, boy, do I wish I had. (laughs) Boy, do I wish I had. Would have been a completely different childhood. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so we're going to move on then and talk a little bit about Rogue One. And I've got a voicemail to play about Rogue One and a Facebook message, and then we'll talk about it ourselves with our own impressions. How does that sound? Sweet. Okay. Then we shall do so. Here's our voicemail. Oh, and (laughs) I've been informed there's a lot of sarcasm in this voicemail. So, and (laughs) Well, So, you know, we don't do sarcasm here. So, no, of course not. No, we take everything literally as it's said. 
Yeah, even the individual words that some people say, I guess. So anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Gentlemen, it's good to talk to you finally in a oral sense. This is John Gerf Powell from the West Coast, John Hardew. You had sent out a uh, probe for comments about the Rogue One trailer, and I have a few. First of all, cash grab. Massive, massive cash grab. <laughs> this is what I was fearing that Disney would do once they acquired the LucasArts Studios and rights to the Star Wars franchise. Suffice it to say that they are going to make spinoffs and they are going to just suck what they can out, out of the movie. Now, I do have certain predictions. One, Steve is probably going to hate it because as previously <laughs> mentioned, talking to Steve about Star Wars is like talking to an atheist about Jesus. No matter wow. how much you could explain to him what the rules are and how it is not what they perceive it to be, you will always be wrong at the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> Two, everybody everybody's going to like it because it has a Star Wars tag on it, regardless of how much it just does not respect the original series. And three, I will probably spend my money to see it because, let's face it, it's a Star Wars movie, and I'm going to follow the other mindless sheep into the theater for it. So anyway, it's been good chatting with you gentlemen, and I hope to talk to you again soon in the future. Thanks. Well, yeah. it's good to know most of that was sarcasm. <laughs> Except the parts about me. Well, he, he's, <laughs> he said that before, yes. Uh, it was in a feedback. I know we've read the feedback. I think that, that he left him that said that. But, well, yeah. I think just, just to be clear, and I, I think I have been in the past, but just to make sure, I mean, I used to be the Star Wars guy. The Star Wars kid. I was like Star Wars everything. You know, people would give me the Jar Jar stuff, you know, <laughs> back in the in the late 90s and stuff. And it was after the sixth movie when I was putting everything together logically, mentally, and trying to make sense of it all in a Christian viewpoint, in a Christian worldview, that it really just started to fall apart for me. But up until then, I mean, I was in a, a newspaper article for being the first in line for the sixth movie. I mean, I waited for hours. I had, you know, I, I had movies that I was watching beforehand. I had set up to bring there. My mom came and spotted me in line so I could use the bathroom. You know, <laughs> all this stuff because I was the Star Wars guy. And after that movie, it just started to fall like a house of cards because – well, of all the different things, I've gone into it ad nauseum. If people really want to hear more of it, I'll, I'll gladly you know, spout some more. But not here, not now. But it's not just a blind, you know, hey, I never liked Star Wars before. It used to be my thing. And No, it, it, I don't think he's saying it's a blind that way. It's the conversation is pretty set in stone for you now. Well, it's because it's... It's almost like if you said, you know, hey, uh, this is something that is, is valuable and worthwhile and everyone likes it. Oh, by the way, it's all in swear words. It would sort of be like, well, I don't want to hear swear words, so I don't really want to hear this, you know. <laughs> and if someone said this movie is really great except it has the F word 500 times, 
it's I don't I would rather not watch the movie even if it's the greatest movie of all time. I just don't want to hear that. It's so nothing you, that I want to hear. You're not going to do a Django Unchained review with me. I might, <laughs> you know, uh, if I get the, the you know the one that has the the words blocked, you know, the 20 minute version. Yeah. But um, no, it, it's it's that type of thing where I when when you see something and you can see the flaws and they're preloaded. And they're not doing anything about them. I don't think these movies are going to do anything about resolving this force and the balance and, you know, the dark side and the light side. And, and you know, the, 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 the light side of the force is never used for aggression. And, and, you know, and that doesn't make sense because it's always used for aggression. And it, it just there's so many problems with it that they're just not going to deal with. And I know they're not going to deal with it. That for me, I'm sort of like, what's what's the use if they're not going to look into these gaping holes that are right there, right evident. It was like this. A, a little kid came up to me. He's probably 10, 11 years old. And he, he told me this really funny joke. And it involved the uh, stormtroopers, you know, and, and how they're the terrible shots, you know, that ha, ha, ha. And then I said, well, they're really not because, you know, in, in Star Wars, in, in the A New Hope, Ben Kenobi is looking at the the sand crawler and he says only imperial stormtroopers are this precise so ben kenobi who would know is saying only in the entire galaxy stormtroopers are this precise they are the most precise shots in the galaxy so that means and it's backed up later on in Star Wars when, you know, they're getting shot at by stormtroopers and they finally get off the, the Death Star and Darth Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin are talking and they say, you know, did they get away? Of course they got away and the thing is on the ship and they're going to track back to their base. So it was all set up. But the big joke is that stormtroopers are bad shots and everyone thinks that they're bad shots because everyone says that they're bad shots. No, 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 no. Everyone thinks that they're bad shots because that's the trope. The heroes can't be destroyed because the heroes have hero shields on. And right. and so that like, that kid wasn't saying they're bad shots because that kid thinks, oh, they're horrible shots. And if I'm going to write a story about stormtroopers, I, they better be bad shots in there. He's telling the joke. I know. And it's, it's, it's funny. It's until deflated you the balloon. <laughs> You're like, hey, is, kid, come you... here. Let me see your balloon. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, is, until you think about it, it it's it's a fine movie and it's you know wonderful it's it's fantasy and sci-fi and all this this stuff but and, until you think about it and as soon as you start to think about it the holes are gaping you know and it's sort of like that it's sort of like when when i had to to pop that little kid's balloon you know but that's did you that's have my, this whole conversation with that kid i had most of it yeah <laughs> he's, a, he's a smart little kid this, was this a kid that's related to you no, no, close, close, <laughs> close to the family. So you know, good family friend. Okay, because uh, I just it, picture it, you like at a grocery store, yeah. and like there's this <laughs> random kid is, hey, Mister Stormtroopers, blah blah blah. Well, child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pictured him in line for the Star Wars movie, just like the kids like dressed like a stormtrooper. <laughs> Take that off, kid. You don't me, know what you're me, doing. Me reporting his. You're not to good enough to wear that uniform, child. You couldn't hit a sand crawler with the precision of a stormtrooper. Take it off. Take it off now. Take it off. But no, uh, it's it is a a well thought out response 
to the culmination of both trilogies and the way it plays out in episode seven and how it's just recurring motifs and recurring themes and recurring stuff that we've seen in the first six movies. That's what I didn't like. If they had started brand new stuff, like all new, like not a masked bad guy, you know, and I mean, just all the different little things that, that are so familiar with the original six movies that they just kept going back to. If they had just done new stuff, I probably would have liked this movie, but well, they didn't. They well, let me read one thing real quick here. Stuff. Let me read one thing real quick here, and then we'll talk about the possibility of what you're talking about, Steve. Okay. Uh, right. Michael Withers uh, on, on Facebook said, I was mildly interested until I saw the trailer. Talking about Rogue One. Now I'm excited. I love the idea that it looks at a whole different viewpoint on the Star Wars universe. It isn't the same old characters, although Mon Mothma looked good. Not that I don't love the same old characters, but new ones are good too. And yes, Mon Mothma has aged well, friends. <laughs> 1985, she does not look like she has aged those 30 years at all. Or is it 83? It, 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 it might... It might be a different character. Uh, no, it's not a different character. I mean, it's it's the same actress. character. It's the exact same a, character. A different actress. Oh wait, so Perhaps. did you use a wrong word, Steve? Perhaps <laughs> I you? might have used. Yes, I used a wrong word. Uh, See, I can do it. You can do it too, Ben. Come on, let's do it together. Only if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, you anyway, know, I think it's a different actress. She looks great, though. She looks so much yeah. like like that original Mon Mothma. I mean, this I, and this actress me. who's playing her in the in the Rogue One movie is the actress who played Mon Mothma in uh, the Revenge of the Sith. In the uh, deleted scenes, they have a whole bunch of scenes with Mon Mothma where they're forming the rebellion, really? and this is the same actress. Really? Yeah, isn't that cool? I have not seen that. I I saw some people were trying to figure out who she was, and they couldn't find it. Um, yeah, she is. She played Mon Mothman in Revenge of the Sith deleted scenes. Hmm. Well, she has the look. I mean, it's pretty much perfect. Yeah, and that's and that's cool for her too. Because I mean, I'm sure she was excited when she got to play Mon Mothma in Revenge of the Sith, and then she goes to the movie theater and like, oh, we took out all your scenes. You know and, what happened to her though? You know that she got the part, and she's like, Mon Moth, who? Yeah, isn't that yeah. like Godzilla's arch enemy? <laughs> Imagine if she wasn't a Star Wars fan. Right. And they, like gave her that those those lines and everything, and she's like, "Oh, good, I can finally be done with the Star Wars stuff." And now they call her back for this, and she's like, "Oh, come on!" Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm picturing her being <laughs> who, and then she researches, and she's like, "Oh, this is a cool character. She's a female leader of the rebellion, and I get to play her." And then her scenes get cut. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's and, and all, oh. all those scenes is, is her. Her killing those bothans. <laughs> the, the bothan spies. <laughs> Sorry, inside Star Wars joke. Sorry. So. Many bothans died to bring us this information. Steve. I, she doesn't say that, though. She says many bothans died to bring us this information. Oh, nice did try. I use the wrong word? Oh, I think, dead. guys, guys, I, I think it's both and. <laughs> Not oh, either or, man. but both and. Uh, okay so steve here's my question for you then okay we've seen the trailer we've all seen the trailer yes and part of me initially is just saying you know we've seen all this before just 
this is the first time on the big screen that we've had anything beyond Skywalker family, unless you want to count Ewok movies that were on the big screen in Europe. Yes. Uh, so, Steve, is this something different? Is this something new? Is this something that you're saying to yourself, I'm mildly intrigued? You know what? Let me let me think about it. Why don't we talk about it, and then we can get to, to okay. my opinion. Evan, feelings, yes. thoughts, what are you thinking here? Well, it's kind of just like the when I saw the trailer for The Force Awakens. Uh-huh. You know, I was kind of interested. Uh, Star Wars, so yeah, I'm interested. I go and watch it. And then when they cut to black and then the Millennium Falcon comes on there and the music starts playing, I'm just like I, I'm self – I can't think of the words. I'm just smiling ear to ear without even thinking about it. And that same thing happened with this one. As soon as the ATATs came out and they're shooting stuff, I was just beaming. So I'm excited. I, I think it's a really cool idea. Um, I love how they're going back. It, I love how we get to you know, go see the original Stormtroopers again and we get all those original props, the original Star Destroyer designs. We get to revisit the Death Star and hopefully we get to see some cool stuff with, <laughs> you know, with the, uh, with the improved visual effects to just put that extra really nice polish on all those old great things about the original trilogy. So I'm, I'm liking it a lot. Um, I ha- actually, uh, my wife wanted to watch the trailer uh, earlier before uh, we started up the podcast, and she had some thoughts also. And the one that stuck out to me was she said, "What's up with all these female lead characters? I don't like it." Jin <laughs> <laughs> Jin so, Urso, I think. I think is I, the is the lead actress. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well and we don't know if she actually is the lead actress. I mean, we assume from the trailer. Yeah. But this is all we know is what we see here in this trailer. This is, and it was weird because as, all, as, soon, as, know, anyway. it's, as soon as it's it started, you know they say what's your name and she's Jinerso, and I'm like, what? I'm what? And I had to like go back seriously. I had to go back like three or four times and keep pushing it so I could hear what she's saying because she says it so fast and it's not a name that that you can see the letters in your head. It's not like you know Ben Avery. It's Jinnerso, and you're like, is it one word? Is it two? Uh-huh. I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. So initially, I was a little off put by that. And then she says, "On your own from the age of 15," and I'm like, "So one year, two years? How?" <laughs> I mean, she she looks ex- exceedingly young. She's if, in if her twenties. If yeah. they said she was 15, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. Well, I mean, they cast people in their twenties as fifteen, so yeah, I know so it's not know. unusual. Yeah, so I didn't. My first take on it was sort of like, okay, this person whose name I don't really understand or know or can hear correctly, and then I, it's she's an undefined age. I mean, I guess you know Yoda's nine hundred, so he doesn't look like. I mean, he doesn't physically look like nothing looks nine hundred. You know, so I guess anyone can look any age. I mean, so I, I have no idea. So that, initially, I was off put by that. How about you, Ben? Uh, I'm really intrigued. Uh, you know, like I said, at first, 
and when I say at first, I mean before I even saw the trailer. It was, you know, we're, we've seen all this, all these kind of stories before in the extended universe stuff that doesn't exist anymore in canon. Uh, but what excites me about this is if it's a good movie, it's nice to get these other movies in the universe. Yeah. And there was some really, there's some really neat imagery um, it, it, that like with the characters and, and the, like the, the, the uh, Death Star imagery that they give us. Oh, that was so cool. Where that was so cool. The Star Destroyer going and, and there's the shadow on the Death Star and it's them putting that like disc, def, you know, the, the blaster dish, dish thing there. And, and then there's Donnie Yen, <laughs> who uh, I don't know if he's a Jedi or what. Uh, he's not using a lightsaber, but he basically is using a lightsaber. It's just a stick. He, he maybe he's a kid, you know, playing. Oh, I found a stick, so I know what this is going to be. It's my lightsaber. <laughs> but yeah, there's some neat stuff in the trailer. Forrest Whitaker. I was, I didn't really know who was in the cast for this, and so seeing Donnie Yen, seeing Fortis Whitaker, it was kind of cool. You know who that character, uh, the the unnamed pilot character looking guy it might be? Uh, no, you mean the guy who was like wearing the jacket, kind of a... Yeah, roguish type of a, type of a guy, you I'm, know who that might be? I'm guessing Ooh. he's a roguish type of guy. Biggs Darklighter, maybe? Uh, <laughs> that, w- that would be cool. That would be neat. Yeah. At this um, point, he's part of the rebellion. I like the uh, admiral guy, and it's nice to see that they are uh, keeping the admiral uniform like it was in the extended universe, because it's basically the exact same thing Admiral Thawne would Thrawn, wear. Whatever. Thrawn. Yeah, that guy. that that was a surprise too. That was one of those images where he—it's a striking framing for him. Yes, where he's just standing there, and it's just a very stark set that he's standing in. And is he in the Death Star? Possibly. I mean, that that looks like the the place with the Death Star's view screen. Yep. Where yeah. they blew oh, up and I on. love all the retro view screens. Like it's ba- they're they're not improving them at all. It's just exactly the same view screens from the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And they, it's just great. I love how they do that. It's great. So this, yeah, this, you, you, hit, I kind of hit the nail on the head here, Evan, when you're saying that first Star Wars trailer was meant to get you excited because of the nostalgia, mm-hmm. and they're definitely setting up that idea here. Like, here's some new characters. Here's the new characters doing new stuff, but don't forget we also have AT-ATs, and there's gonk droids and stormtroopers <laughs> and. Oh, and it's just striking with the stormtroopers because in the original trilogy, you have them getting shot with fake lasers and like limply falling over. But here you have them blowing up and <laughs> doing cartwheels through the air in a fireball. Well, it's just cool. Yeah, you you say they they haven't updated the uh, the view screens, but they they have updated the action movie style of of. Uh, fight scenes and stuff. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's fair to say I'm pretty excited about seeing the movie. I'm what I'm hoping for is a solid story just set in the universe. I'm also hoping that we're not going to get 
much more nostalgic uh, referencing beyond what we're getting here. I want Darth Vader. I want new. Darth Vader's fine if they're going to give us Darth Vader in the context of him dealing with new. Yeah. That's why I was wondering, well, Steve, if you were, you were watching this and, and saying, oh, yeah, this is this is the kind of the new stuff I'm looking for. Well, I mean, it's it's placed in a place where there's all the old stuff. You know, there are new characters, but, you know, then there's Mon Mothma. I mean, nothing to take away from Mon Mothma, but she's an old character. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, there's there's the, the AT-ATs, but again, we've seen them. And it's sort of, you know, especially in the new the new video game. If you played the new video game much, then you know you see these an awful lot. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, anything that's out of the ordinary at this point. You know, you see a lot of them. Um, you know, it, it's. I wish they would just tell a different story. You know, it's But aren't you seeing that here or not? <laughs> well, uh, what this are they is, uh, what are is... they really going to do here? How is this going to end? Is the are they going to destroy the Death Star? No, is no, they're going to get the plans to the Death Star that are going to end up in episode 4. Right. But so we, we all have know a... that that I mean, basically this whole movie is getting the MacGuffin for episode 4. It's like Yes. <laughs> right. But but Steve, but here's here's the deal. It could just be that. The question is, are they going to be able to give us new characters that we care about and we care about what happens to them in the context of going after a MacGuffin? And I think we're looking at, I don't know if it'll be a heist movie or if it'll be an action-adventure kind of thing or, or what. Or both. Or, or, or elements of both. But that's where I'm, I'm a little bit excited is that this is not a team of people banding together, you know, meeting each other randomly and then getting together and then going out and and trying to blow up a super weapon. This is a a team of people that it sounds to me like they've been given a mission to go and get these plans and the the movie will end with them either getting the plans or not getting the plans, but presumably they're going to get the plans. The question is, will they all make it? There's no skywalkers here to you know, will they all have hero shields? Or will the stormtroopers be able to hit them? You know, I mean, this is this is what excites me is that this is a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more freedom to do things that are are different, and so that's that's my hope. Um, yeah, yeah, the MacGuffin they're going after. It's the MacGuffin that we've known about for well since 1977. But the question is, will we care about the characters? And if we do then we're looking at a successful movie here. Well, it's going to be a successful movie anyway because it's a Star Wars movie. And I'm not talking about it. financially successful. I'm talking <laughs> about is it going to be a satisfying movie? Is it going to be the kind of thing where we look back and say, wow, it was a Star Wars movie, but it was this. You know, like with Marvel, uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. It was a successful superhero movie, but it was a superhero movie that was actually also a political thriller. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Avengers is is kind of this well team superhero movie or a a war movie is what um, Joss Whedon was saying he was hoping he was making. And you, know, you have these different styles of movies. You have Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera, you mm-hmm. know. And so this is the opportunity to do a different movie 
all six Star Wars movies are the same kind of thing, except for maybe Empire Strikes Back, in that there are they're basically war movies. But every single one of George Lucas movies gave us new places. Every single movie was like like three new new places. And if there was something that was even reminiscent of something else, well, you got something else in place of it as well. You know, it's like if they go back to Tatooine, you you get Endor thrown in or, you know, whatever it is. It's it's like you keep getting this these new places, new ways to look at, at, at you know, planets and, and, and planet whatever you call them. The, Steve, the, that's in, what we're getting. Yeah, look at the trailer. Tatooine. No, no, there's it's no a jungle planet. The it, there's, there's, there's like palm trees there. Yeah, they're walking through water, and yeah, there's sand, but it's, it's more like a. It's a beach planet. A, yeah, a beach island kind of thing. Well, if we get that, that would be cool. I and didn't get the. It is y- Yavin base. Yep, it's Yavin, Yavin base. So that's have Yavin, you know, so but that's something we've seen before. And the other things, I mean, the, we didn't. I didn't get enough. I mean, there's one scene where it has what looks like a, a, a vaporator in the background, you know. So the, the the stuff that I'm seeing on the other planets, um, didn't look that different. Yes, admittedly, the beach planet, if if that is a beach planet, that would be really cool. But again, I saw a lot of sand, so I'm thinking immediately. Well, it's either Tatooine or it's the other other Tatooine that was just in the new movie. But yeah, a, a beach planet would be cool. That would be, that I mean, would be yeah, a, there's lots of sand, but it's, it's lush vegetation. And, and some of the, in some of the, the pictures, yes. Um, but not all of them. So like I said, when I saw the sand, my brain immediately went to, Oh, it must be Tatooine. So you really think that, and you might be right. You might be right, but you really watching the trailer feel like you're just getting same old, same old. A lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it's a it's the Death Star. They're going after the plans, which we know get into R two D two, and we know they get to Yavin base. So it's but we like, don't know who died doing it. No, we don't, and we don't know is, how it got there. We don't, but we know it happens. So it's not like that can't happen. <laughs> but they have you know? a team. You, I don't know how many people are going to be working together, but five people going after the base plans. Yeah, yeah. You have, uh, wow, you are cynical, my friend. I'm not. I'm you're really jaded, not, not cynical. cynical. Jaded. I'm not trying to be cynical. I'm not trying to be jaded. I'm just taking it as if this was another Star Wars movie that, you know, had some potential to it. And I don't know how they're going to do all the Force stuff and all that stuff behind it. So I'm sort of putting that aside and saying, if I'm just looking at this movie, I have a character whose name I don't know. I, I can't discern if I'm just listening to it. And she blurts it out and I can't tell. And she's an undetermined age but very young. And she's been you know, on uh, on the run since she's very young. So I'm like, I don't know how long that's been. It, it's undetermined. There's no, there's no way you can tell. Um, we get other characters that we've seen before. We get Adats. We get the Death Star. We get stormtroopers. We get a planet with with sand. You know, and I'm 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 trying to find new stuff. Yes, the palm trees look interesting. <laughs> You know, there's new stuff all over the place in this trailer. The admiral guy, the black black ops stormtrooper dudes. Yep, the admiral guy. Two which, samurai. We've seen plenty of admirals in in the, the the original Star Wars. 
Not with this suit, though. So Yeah, not with the fancy cape walking yeah, through the water with the cape. With the cape with the cape with water. So, you know, I don't know. But so awesome. we've seen we've seen, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin. We see the the red uh, Imperial I'm Guards. I'm more pod racing. <laughs> you know, I mean, this, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I mean, it's. <laughs> There's a couple of new elements, yes, but they're not as new as as they're not new enough, I guess. I mean, it's just another type of stormtrooper. We had different stormtroopers in each of the movies, almost. You know, I mean, in the first three so movies, definitely. giving you a the, new stormtrooper just isn't new enough because they've already given you new things in other places. One new stormtrooper doesn't doesn't give me any, I mean if if you saw if this was like a ninja stormtrooper and they had you know a, a stealth armor that that like you know blacked out or something so no one could see them and you saw them in action or you know something happening all it is is, is a, a, basically it's a new stormtrooper helmet <laughs> you know could just be another another stormtrooper helmet no big deal you know it it doesn't give me enough to be excited you know what's it's, funny about this whole thing though Steve is as you're saying this, I'm like examining, you know, pictures and stuff. I'm getting myself more and more excited because you're saying there's nothing new. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, but there is. Look at this. Wait, Ooh. this is, oh, look at this. I'm getting, ex- helmet. you are making me get more excited. because Ooh, Palm trees. Maybe they're palm tree people. <laughs> Steve. Steve. We have had Steve. how many, you know, almost a hundred years of science fiction on film. So there, yeah, you're right. We're not. There is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing there new is. under the sun. No, 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 no. There are there are movies, but that even are the new. even the stuff that's new here, you're just, eh. It's it's new, but it's very similar to other stuff that used to be new. What the, what's the big deal? He has a white outfit on. Is that so amazing? Nothing no. oh, is so nothing water. is so amazing. <laughs> You, I'm watching this trailer, and it's not even necessarily for me. It wasn't the stuff that was seen. It was the stuff that's not seen. There's no Skywalkers involved here. That we know, yeah. Right, right. But the, from what I understand, you know, this is not a Skywalker family epic. Yeah. This is new characters. This is uh, different characters. Yeah, Mon Mothma's in there. That's a nice little callback. But then you have uh, what Donnie Yen and Forrest Whitaker. And are they Jedi who have been in hiding or are they just, you know, some other sort of warrior kind of guys, uh, but they're cool. And yeah, I, <laughs> I will see. We'll see what happens when, the, when this actually happens. But okay. this is how I'm feeling right now is that I'm excited that the possibilities of new now, I'm, I don't know the exact details of new, but I'm excited about the possibilities of new and the, the possibilities of new that this trailer has opened up. So. See, if this was set after Return of the Jedi, and obviously it couldn't be with the same storyline, but I'm just saying if they had set a movie like this and had these types of elements after Return of the Jedi, then I would feel a little bit more excited. I would look at the Admiral or whoever it is and say, ooh, maybe they're doing like an Admiral Thrawn thing. And sort of, you know, oh, okay, calling back to that type of thing, and still giving a little, little bit of credit to the, the, you know, that that uh, extended universe, and seeing the new stormtrooper helmet, and say, well, okay, yeah, they've they've done that in all the three, the three movies that we've seen Star uh, stormtroopers in. So, okay, here's a new one. Okay, this makes sense, and it would continue on. So, if they, 
if this was set in a different time period, the same exact trailer would get you excited? Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it bothers me. You have this okay. this person who she seems like a Mara Jade type of a character, although she's not exactly because she's, you know, but she's, you know, a double agent, that type of a thing. And we get these things that seem like the things that we've seen post Return of the Jedi, but now they're and I say this in the best meaning of the word shoehorned before the the uh, a new hope. And it's sort of like snuck in there. So you get it like all the stuff that we know happens in the next three movies preloaded. So you're watching the stuff knowing all that stuff comes ahead. But if it was after and you're like, well, anything can happen here. And no, you don't have to have Han Solo. You don't have to have the, the, the Skywalkers. You don't have to have anything like that. And it's just some new adventure. I would be much more excited and say, okay, they're going to do something. It's not going to be, you know, a force-heavy thing. It's They're going to have some interesting characters. Is this a new Jedi guy, the guy with a stick? Maybe he hasn't built his own lightsaber yet, you know, and, and he's one of the new ones, you know, coming up and stuff like that, and that Luke is training. Who knows? And I would have all that stuff in my head saying, this, okay, this is, this is going to be cool. This is going to be something new. This is going to be, you know, coming off of Return of the Jedi, stuff that we don't have any previous knowledge of where it's going to go. With uh, this, we know what the next six hours of this story is going to be like. You know, it's just, it's... I don't find anything wrong with that. I mean, okay. we don't know what these two hours are going to be. No, we don't. And when you sit, when we, we sit down to watch this movie for the yeah. first time, we don't know where the movie is going to take us and where those characters are going to take us. I feel like we're going to get a more serious Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the that's the impression I get with these the idea of you have the roguish guy you have the um, you know the, the criminal girl I don't know what the deals with her crimes that they're le- reading off or not crimes but um, things that she's done wrong or done bad and you know, she's rebellious and I, I feel like we're gonna get a more just a a less dirty less goofy Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing with this movie. So. Okay. I feel like we're just going to get a good Star Wars story. It's, it's going to be great. Oh, man. And another thing, Star Wars. Uh-huh. It's all one war. How they start wars? not true. I just don't get it. The Clone That's Wars. That's where it really breaks down. The Galactic Civil War. All right, war. we're going we're gonna to have to shut this thing down uh, here. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys, any final words you'd like to leave before we leave this listener feedback episode? Uh, yes. Thank you guys for feeding back. Uh, please keep doing it because uh, we love hearing from you. At least well, this is my first time responding. But I always like these sort of episodes because they bring up all sorts of random, random topics. So, yes. Yeah. Thanks for writing in. And we'll try and do it sooner. It, it just sometimes it's scheduling, and sometimes it's just not not a large volume. And even this episode didn't have a large volume, although it did bring up a large conversation. So, um, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to try out a new, um, a new last word. A new new last word. It's a, it's new. New. It's it's new to me. It's my new last word. Let's hear it. Well, remember last time I used. <laughs> Uh, big, big tens ten. are big ten. Yes. Okay, and this is this is probably a 
probably more people is going to get. I haven't got any feedback on that, so that might still be that. That'll be in the running. I'll give I'll give people a couple, and then you can tell me what what my last word should be, and you can suggest other ones too. So anyway, this is this is going to be this is this is in um, in in honor of yesterday, which was uh, National Tartan Day. A lot of people don't know National Tartan Day. It's a nationally uh, recognized holiday, and it, it celebrates the Treaty of Arborleth from Scotland, and which is uh, one of the treaties that the um, the, uh, the Declaration of Independence is based on. Um, so it, it's just something to look up there. So it's, it, it's a you know Scottish national uh, holiday. So I just wanted to give a little um, little props to that. And my my catchphrase will have a little bit to do with with that element. Okay, just to set it up. So, this is another one that's in the running. Just people, whichever one you like. If you have a different one or whatever, just let me know. I'm here for you. Okay. So here's here's my final word. It's it's a it's a phrase. So it's not just one word. The preamble <clears throat> is is better. I. Go what? ahead. Go ahead. What what'd you say? The preamble here is is almost better than than anything you could possibly give us. I think. Well. Do you want that to be? Th- that can't be the whole thing. No, say it, Steve. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> there can be only one. See, I don't know if that's a good one because, like, there's three of us, so there can be more than one. Yeah, yeah, but there is more than one. That's what I'm talking about. I do get the reference. Yeah, it's a reference. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying there can be only one person doing this podcast. Or are you saying that you intend to chop off Evan and my heads uh, and consume our power in your eternal quest for what is it? What do they call it? The the source? Yes, the source. I'm not saying that's out of the question. Okay. I'm just saying I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, admit to that right now. All right, all right. But it is kind of strange that I'm trying to get you guys to you know meet me later on this year, and an undisclosed yeah. locations. So. Yeah, yeah. You said you said anywhere but a church. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anywhere. <laughs> Evan, are you anywhere. just scratching your head right now? I, I'm browsing through Rogue One <laughs> images on the internet, <laughs> and all I have to say is, <laughs> thank you if you've made it this far. Thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your time. I mean, we're this is episode 182, and a lot of you spent a lot of time with us over the years. We appreciate that, and uh, that's why we're doing this. We appreciate you listening and uh, hanging with us as we're talking about all this stuff. So, yes, thank you for listening, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers, or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.